0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes.
1: I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome on back to Oops! The Podcast, everyone. I am Francis Ellis. Uh, I'm flying solo today without my intrepid co-host, Giulio Gallerati, who was whisked away to a funeral, tragically. Oh, but no. fortunately, we are joined by the incredible uh, Tom Segura. Tom, thank you for being here.
0: Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Sorry it's a funeral for the co-host. I know,
1: I know. Um, not a blood relation, so I don't have too much uh, this sympathy.
0: Does it go by Julio?
1: He does go by Julio. It's not a hard Julio. G, not Julio. Okay. And everyone has trouble with that.
0: Yeah. Is he Italian?
1: He is very Italian. Yeah. That's yeah, really it's Italian. G I U L I O. Oof. That's yeah. super Italian, man. <laughs> yeah. This is what he said to me, by the way. He let me know he couldn't, he could, he was very sad not to be here. Uh, we've done 117 episodes. He hasn't missed, we've done everyone together. Yeah um and he said to me dude i'm so sorry i don't think i can do it this funeral came out of nowhere and i that struck me as funny because that makes it seem like some people plan for funerals
0: that's that's a very fu- i mean that's like cinematically funny like I can I can see the scene play out you know I just just wasn't expecting this funeral this time of year uh,
1: yeah you you get you get the text from loved ones like hey I think you should fly into Detroit like dad's dad's looking ready to go yeah that's that's to the hospital bed right nobody says keep September 26th open we suspect the week before they're going to croak, and then that's we're when we're we'll not have...
0: doing well, and we're we're expecting someone to really turn over by then. Yeah,
1: um, great to have you here today. We are promoting uh, this incredible uh, cold brew coffee collaboration with Stoke. Yes, let's get that up there right away. If you right. guys like pumpkin spice stuff, I mean, this is this is the jam. <laughs> Look at that, you and me both, buddy. Uh. Mm. Tastes better out of a tumbler always I like it I like yeah. it a lot man it's delicious are you a big uh pumpkin spice guy well I'm a big cold brew fan mm-hmm. you know and yeah. um I, I mean part of this you know it's
0: I'm also the merch god as you know and so yeah. when they when they hit me up for this I I first had to try their pumpkin spice cold brew and then I was like you know I really love the idea of of uh, this is meant to be somewhat ironic, you know? Right. Because I love the idea of um, of like making guys feel like that something delicious is okay to drink. Totally. So I pitched like, hey, can we should lean into that, you know? Like lean into like, hey dudes, it's okay to do this while you work out and, and uh, make guys feel comfortable. <laughs> because it's always like, it's like, you know, pumpkin spice season, somebody will say that and you're like, oh, you just imagine one thing. Um, But you're like, yeah, but if if something's really good, I mean, it's not like cupcakes are just for girls, right? (laughs) Like, they just taste good. We can all eat them, just like pumpkin spice latte, you know? So this PSL season, cold brew, I don't know. I love it, man. I I was so happy to actually have them reach out. And I was like, first, you have to send it to the house, because I'm not going to get on board with something that I don't, you know, enjoy
1: right right
0: once I I drank it I was like I'm in yeah this is good.
1: awesome fantastic oh to be so influential that brands will send things to your house and then you just (laughs) sign off that tastes to my liking uh I want to ask you um kind of right off the bat a question that I'm sure you're getting a lot which is um the current state of Los Angeles comedy I saw the clip um from your mom's house with your wife uh, Christina P where you guys are talking about the exodus or the impending exodus Um, my first question one of my questions is you know how much of that was precipitated by Joe Rogan leaving and two you know does this if if in theory a bunch of the made people out there leave does that create space for the next generation of young comedians in LA I
0: mean it's an interesting question I mean I feel like Joe leaving is obviously it's um I mean it's a big enough event where it can it can influence other people you know to do so but I think it's Joe's also leaving at a time where remove him a lot of people in general are leaving California so California is like they have have not managed this uh, stuff well. And there's kind of this general exodus just to, you know, overall. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you want to dial in on comedy world, yeah, there seems to be a lot of not just comics leaving, but like notable comics that are signing up to leave or have left already. Um, And yeah, I think, you know, the funny thing is, I think clearly if 20 comedians that are, you know, reputable leave um that in in theory would mean there's 20 you know open slots um but like if you suck you still suck <laughs> yeah. so like don't get excited that like it's going to open you like now you're good no you're not right. you're still not good if you're not good <laughs> right it's not like all of a sudden you're going to be like celebrated because good people left they'll just find you know better people right. to take those slots but i also think that like with the way that I mean, there's a lot of comics here that are really good that have been developing and that are, you know, ready to pop. But I also feel like even people that leave, like a Joe, for instance, I mean, he's going to fly back here all the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if if the comedy store is open, like people will, who left town will come back just to do spots. That's how much people love working the store.
1: Right. Right. I, I I totally get that. I uh I've actually I've done some spots in the the belly room and it was really fun. It's fun, it, man. It's like a haunted house of comedy. It's so yeah. Like and the most fun I
0: mean the shows are obviously fun, but like the fun part about doing the story is the hang. Like like hanging out. Yeah. Uh in the parking lot, just chatting up other comics. It's yeah. like the those are the most fun times going there
1: absolutely yeah sitting on that railing in the little uh in the walk up to the that's where everyone's passing by is very cool yeah um yeah That so okay so you are it sounds like you're pretty hopeful about you know the the continuity of the scene and especially the the comedy store
0: i mean that look the i think the store will always you know push through and 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 survive um you know i mean part of it's like they own that building it's not like they're gonna lose their lease or something mm-hmm. um people in los angeles love the comedy store as a place to go and enjoy comedy so i think it's gonna pull through um you know i i do think that you're gonna see a lot of people leave la and new york i think that's that's a thing that's gonna happen yeah um and yeah i mean it i think it'll continue for a little while actually this is one of the effects of what's been happening.
1: Yeah, it's funny, I, uh, when people often ask, ask me if I'm like a huge Joe Rogan fan, do I listen to the podcast? And I give a, some sort of dismissive answer of like, well, you know, occasionally I'll check out some of the clips on YouTube. And then last night I found myself on Zillow checking out home prices in Austin, Texas for two hours. And I've never even considered living in Texas. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty telling.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, uh, well, here's the thing, man. Like, you know, Austin. Austin's real interesting because Austin has been, has had a, a scene. They right. definitely have a, a comedy scene. Like, if you're looking at comedy scenes in the country, they've always had uh, a pretty reputable, you know, like scene there. Um, and then, yeah, like him going, you know, he's gonna, not. It's not just his presence and influence, but like. He's going to do things and spend some of that money right. to make that scene kind of elevated, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. going Created to an
1: infrastructure yeah.
0: wherever he lives. That you know, he loves that being around that. So he, yeah, he's going to invest in that infrastructure. And um, yeah, Austin, Austin's pretty dope, dude. I've yeah. looked at Austin before. I looked at Austin last year.
1: Really? Yeah. Actually, I think I watched some of that clip too, where you guys were talking about where you might live, uh, and you wanted, you were thinking Denver.
0: Denver's like Denver's always been my favorite U.S. city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Austin, Austin, I've always had a good time at. I like, I like the city, yeah, and uh, the lifestyle there. I mean, I could definitely be convinced to to check out Austin.
1: I've never been to Austin. I had two trips to Austin planned this year. One was for a bachelor party. And then two, I was going to, I I was invited to do the moon tower comedy festival, which I was really excited about. Um, yeah. and I'm hoping that still happens. It's kind of been pushed. Um, but what I always heard about Austin was that it's uh, a lot of outdoor bars where you can bring your golden retriever. That's
0: a pretty good description of Austin
1: and that that sounds pretty ideal I don't have a golden retriever but I kind of look like one and I've always wanted one so Dude,
0: you look like a yeah you're a human golden retriever
1: yeah yeah that's I've yeah, gotten like that right before. now I feel like
0: right now you just brought me back like the stick that I just threw and you're smiling <laughs> and you just want it go like this to you or like this. yeah
1: I could I could use that I could use that uh Tom you and I ran into each other we were talking about this before we started uh the first time was at the New York Comedy Festival. Yep. There was like this after party that was held in the downstairs like cellar event space of this big hotel in the Lower East Side. It was so packed, dude. It was packed and there was a DJ and lasers and fog machines. And it was probably one of the worst places to hold a conversation. Yeah. And I tried, I tried so hard to say something that would hold your attention, but I could just I mean, tell. It about. was hard. I
0: mean, I remember, I, I brought it up to you that that's where we met, I remembered. Yeah. Um, I remember there was that, uh, that Mets pitcher was there too, you remember that? Yes,
1: yeah, the blonde guy, f- was like four?
0: six, seven. I was like, gee, I feel like a child next to him. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I mean, I, I actually hate those types of scenes, you know? Yeah.
1: I figured. Yeah, it, make
0: me, it makes me miserable. I mean, I was like, "What are we doing here?" Gotta it's not.
1: Out. It's not amenable to comedians who prefer, you know, s- smoky uh, booths in yeah. diners and comedy clubs.
0: And um, somewhere you can like, I like places you can have like a conversation. Right yeah. Now, like, what? What's yeah. that? Like you know, like that.
1: Where I have to? I, I was leaning into your ear with a and cupping and being yeah. like what are you doing in town yeah yeah
0: i know and then i'd be like I did a show yeah <laughs> like it's not a fun way to yeah communicate
1: um how you doing otherwise i mean you know la is shut down have you been on the road at all no i really
0: miss it man i really miss it you know i i've gone through these like You know, ups and downs of, like, how not doing stand-up has affected me. Like, Mm -hmm. there was that period where it's a relief. Um, It's like a vacation. Yeah. Then there's, like, desperation. Then there's anxiety. And now it's, like, I mean, I really have a longing, you know, a desire to do it really badly. I want to do it. I I know that I I feel like I I have to commit to, like, doing 15 minutes or something. So I haven't done stand-up in five months. Wow. So yeah have you
1: you been doing stand up well yeah i've been i I went up to maine uh early in march mid march My family's up here, and it's one of the safest states in terms of yeah. cases, and so everyone's very relaxed and um i was at I got invited to go do a a show with two guys that I've performed with up here who kind of have their finger on the pulse of the local scene yeah, and it was two and a half hours up into northern central maine in a town called Cambridge, um, and we performed at a right-wing militia stronghold. It was a hunting lodge where every person in the audience was had a weapon, um, and they were also all uh, marijuana farmers, hmm. um, so just, it was such a strange blend of kind of ideologies, uh, but you know, lot of lot of inbreeding and and I'm not like I'm not leaning into stereotypes here like you got to do stand-up though yeah and and they were fine they were fine they were fun like you know I tried opening with some bit about how I'd spent time in the other two Cambridges but this was my favorite and they they didn't I don't think they knew that there were other Cambridges Um, certainly not the one in England so
0: it's really fun when you when you register you're like this is not; they're not on the.
1: I'm not for them. Yeah, they're not gonna like me. <laughs> I, uh, I've done too well. Um, yeah, so I did that, and then I then there have been there's this weekly uh, show at an outdoor distillery in Portland, Maine that has been my life saving grace. Oh, nice. I mean, it's it's Wait, a life. From Portland, Maine. I Freeport, yeah, so 20 minutes away.
0: Yeah, because i I've, I've been to Portland, Maine a few times.
1: Have you performed up here? State yeah. theater or something like that? Yeah, yep. That's awesome, yeah. In fact, great, great. I, I think years back, if you really sift through your old DMs, you'll see one that is just rotting from me, where I said, hey, Tom, saw you're going to Maine. If you need an opener, man, they know oh, me good. up there.
0: A lot of those, a lot of those.
1: I'm glad, I'm glad it was never uh, dismissed with the scene receipt. No,
0: I mean, what are you supposed to do though, man? Totally. No, I mean, you can't open anything now because now you're like, now someone knows that I saw it. You know, it's like,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, like read it and then restrict it right away. <laughs> like, yes,
1: I yes, dude. DMs are, uh, are brutal because once you open it, unless you block the person, every time they send you a message, it pops up as like the one you've got a wet message in your inbox. I know. Um, um. Yeah, I don't know. Dude. I'm not into
0: to communicating with too many people. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and you've graduated to that level where fortunately no one takes it personally if you don't open their messages. Yeah,
0: the thing that I the thing that I do on IG is I um I repost stories. You know, like people will mention you in stories. It's just like yeah. an easy way to like, and people like appreciate that you do it. But what happens as soon as you repost a story you're tagged in, that person like is. I guess just put in your inbox. So then they're like, "Oh, hey, what's up, man?" Yeah, reposted me. I'm like, "Ah,
1: I've seen that." Sorry that
0: I reposted you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. Open Pandora's box. The other thing I'll do is sometimes I'll repost someone's story, and then they'll repost my repost of that story. Yes. And I think, well, that's just pathetic. Now you're just showing everyone. Oh God! Look what he
0: did. He reposted it. Yeah. He reposted my story that I tagged him in. You're like, all right, this is getting a little, little much.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the Russian dolls of, of acknowledgement.
0: Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to the, all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software
1: Obviously, Christina, your wife, is such a prolific, successful comedian herself. Two Netflix specials, you've got four. Uh, But, you know, so I wanted to ask, you guys are one of the couples that people point to as an example of how a comedian marrying or dating another comedian can work. Yeah. How, with two young children, do you two stagger your road weekends?
0: I mean, we have one thing we're really lucky on. I think is smart to do if you're in this situation, is we have the same agent, so he has very yeah. direct orders. Like, mm-hmm. you never book us out at the same time. So basically, one parent is always at home with our kids. Great. Um, yeah, we just don't we just don't leave together. Someone's always here. I mean, it's a lot of work, you know. This this um, year has made it like it's so strange. You're like, ah, oh, God, I'm home all the time. I'm just I right. have traveled non-stop for like more than a decade so right. it's very strange but yeah it's work man it's a lot of coordination I and mean, we have like these calendars that they send us colored charted gridded things are like shit. this is applies to tom this is when you're both here this is when you're both home this is when she goes and like they stay on top of it i just go like don't poke us out at the same time that's about it
1: wow that's i mean i'm impressed i feel like that would be t- tough really tough because yeah. you know it requires so much humility um and and saying well okay we both have this opportunity this weekend but maybe yours is more lucrative or maybe yours means more so i I mean do you guys find yourselves deferring in that way and not doing gigs because of it
0: um no it's pretty like you know most things are done pretty far ahead of when they happen right mm-hmm. so like and um yeah, I mean, I think we both like we don't have to say it, but we both are like, yeah, if that's a, if that's the offer, that's a great offer. You should go, you know, right? right. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should bring that check back to this house.
1: Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, so <clears throat> I came to. I first became familiar with your work when I saw your, as I'm sure a lot of people did, I saw your This Is Not Happening, oh, yeah. um, way back when. And it was, I think it was the GHB story, but then I also saw the the one about the airplane travel with the- uh, Oh, Bruce, Bruce Bruce. Bruce Bruce, yeah. yeah. Um, but the GHB story, which I'm sure you've talked about a ton, you know, as funny as it is, it's also terrifying.
0: It's terrifying. Yeah, it it should be. I mean, you're you're registering it the right way. It's, it's, yeah. It should be terrifying.
1: I mean, that is a a a dance with lethality that uh, you know very few people have. Um, what is your relationship with drugs been since then?
0: It's terrifying enough where I drink cold brew, and that's about <laughs> it now. I'm not kidding yeah i'm not kidding i um i think you know things like that when you have like a dramatic life you know altering experience it's either going to affect you one way or the other you know mm-hmm. like i guess mm-hmm. you're going to be like well, i'm going to roll the dice with this all the time or you're going to be like nah and for me it was like scary enough to like be in the hospital where i go like oh i'm not interested in like trying anything um risky like right it just right. like it like put that to bed for me. It really yeah. did. So I was just like, you know, I didn't, I, when I came out of there, I, I didn't even have a sip of alcohol for a year. Wow. Just because I was like, I don't want to be involved. I mean, I was 19. Yeah. You know, and I, it is true. I really do on a, on an average day, probably drink like a gallon of water and like, Probably at least thirty ounces of cold brew, okay, like, like like seven days a week, like that's most days for me. I drink just water and cold brew coffee. I mean, do I ever like have like alcohol? yeah, I mean, time to time, but I'm not a big drinker. If you ask any friend, they probably never see me with like more than a drink or something, you know, yeah, yeah, um and yeah, like any illicit drugs, I'm like, no nah, I'm good the yeah. uh, the coma was enough. <laughs>
1: A strangely worded wake-up call, Uh, but that's, I mean, that's an early age to have that and uh, to close the book on any experimental phase of life. um, I still remember finding out that my mom had tried acid in college and that changing my worldview. Yeah. Because she had, you know, I wasn't raised in like a very strict household, but I had thought that certainly hallucinogenics and things of that nature were beyond my ability, you know, just too risky. And then to find out that she had done it made me think, well, okay, I guess maybe I should. I should. Yeah. I hope that. my
0: kids don't go like, well, dad did these
1: cool drugs. I can't eat. Do you worry about that? Do you worry about, you know, how much of your work lives online and will forever live online and when they would discover it
0: i've thought about it um but i've also thought that like while you can go like oh my god you know that's gonna be a crazy thing that i'm like well no because it's it'd be crazy if like they only had access to that and then i just showed up one day like they'd never met me and i was like hey (laughs) yeah i'm your dad oh my (laughs) god but like they see me every day and they know a totally different guy than like a Comedic, you know, persona. Right. So I think they'll probably be like, "What are you doing? What is this?" And i will go, don't worry about it. Just pay for the house. Don't worry about it. You know." Yeah, that's why that's, you. Uh,
1: yeah, that's you, great.
0: So you have no debt going into your work life. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Bill, uh, you don't think about that. Kids do have the body of work of you as their dad. It's going to be insane. Rich
0: i'm sure one day it'll be like probably like high school and their friends are over and they'll be like hey we found this today and i'll be like what's up oh yeah i remember that <laughs> be like, hey, you know ready?
1: what i i was um i sometimes i'll listen to some of your albums on spotify while i'm driving and um because you know i've seen all your specials and f- fucking tremendous obviously uh but the the albums were there was an interesting thing that happened where um i was listening to the album that you i think it's your first album that you recorded in minnesota Uh uh-huh
0: that's right um
1: yeah and it's early you um like you know long before the netflix specials and i had come into just like watching tom segura through your netflix specials through your this is not happenings and always thought okay well I can't connect the dots between where I am as a standup and this level of mastery. And, and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to suck your dick here. You'll see where I'm going. I feel the same way watching Chappelle, you know, Bill Burr, the greats, whatever. There's such a polished place that they're at where you guys are at where I'm like, well, that's, that's a different craft. And I don't know how to get there, but, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. Listening to your album, your first album from Minnesota, was very encouraging for me because I heard a, a, a you that from where you are now, yeah, you've developed so much God, that I God. thought I can potentially connect the dots to that album.
0: Well, I could tell that you, uh, you know, know stand up and you're not my dad that's what you just told me because uh my dad will be like you know what your best work is i be like well he's like that first album I'm like Jesus Christ are you serious he's like yeah I'm like what and he's like the way you know you you know what crowds like when you talk about where they live I'm like yeah dad, this is like standard stuff he's like yeah that's that's your funniest stuff I'm like all right it's good talking to you man so for him uh development ended at year eight yeah like, that's the best. I, I, yeah, I I appreciate it, man. I I think that's absolutely true. That I think if you listen to like that album and then the next one, the next one, I I personally. I mean, obviously, I'm the one doing it. I I feel like there's um there's leaps of mm-hmm. like uh, abilities and right, skills right. developed. You know, where like I see that first one as like um a guy who went from featuring to headlining and like is about it's about pleasing a crowd right. with with like bits that are i've been doing you know on the road to make strangers laugh and then as the albums or the hours progress it's more about like um like a personal take on things of like you know this this is really what i think and and it's 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 more crafted mm-hmm. like a little more sophisticated not in that it's like highbrow it's just that it's more um you know just higher skill level in, in the types of, uh, jokes and bits that are, that come out of it, you know, right. of it. Tom, thanks so I much totally for joining
1: agree. us, dude. Uh, thank you for, for coming on and, and, and giving us some time and, uh, yeah, everybody go out and buy some Stoke cold brew coffee with pumpkin yeah. and spice. And also you can
0: go to, uh, Stoke, Stoke pumpkin com. There's a limited number of these that they're, uh, you can, they're, you can get for free They'll give them to you
1: yeah so. these tumblers you want the commemorative tumbler you want the commemorative tumbler man yeah um good um, to see you man good luck Hey, i had a good time chatting with you man i could have done this a long time yeah me too that's okay another time, another time. Uh, <laughs> be well and uh thanks for joining us man take sure. care all right man take care thanks Francis. Yeah.